welcome to Solve This Murder. I'm your detective, Bill. And I'm your crime scene criminal and witnesses, Danny. We're on part five of Murder on the Links. In part four, I discovered that Jack, the victim's son, had not left to go to Buenos Aires and in fact arrived by train on the night of the murder. We spoke with Secretary Gabriel Stoner, who confirmed that Mrs. Dubrow was blackmailing Mr. Renault, and he seemed to faintly recognise the full name Bella Devine. Then finally, while thinking in my little thinking spot by the golf course, I ran into the girl from the train, the vaudeville performer. Okay, so I'm I'm I gotta talk to a train girl. I've Right now, we are in a freeze frame while Hastings looks at her and she looks at Hastings and they both go like, what, uh, what, uh, like that, right? And they're going to do that for the next 10 minutes while I talk to the audience because (laughs) I want to say something. Danny has let me know that the conversation that ensues from this meeting in the book is very Hastings. This is something where I have told Billy that in episode one, I gave him a chance to get into character as we did this on the train section. And it is very relevant for what is about to happen here. This may be a little bit more narratively pushed than the other episodes. But here's the thing. Danny wanted to maybe take a bit more of the reins of the situation to make sure that the information that would be ridiculous to get across normally is still gotten across. But I have decided... I'm just going to try and get into character. There is ev- Look, a- you will definitely be able to do this. My pushing was just going to be every step of the way say, remember your Hastings. Yes, so I have to just get into the mindset of a well-meaning 1920s misogynist. That's what I need. I need to be someone who thinks, who, who, he likes, he, he's very, he thinks women are lovely. He thinks they're very good and that they should all be wives and mothers and get out of doing anything unladylike. That's where I need to be. So if I say anything that shocks you, people at home, remember it's not me. It's Hastings. Arthur Hastings? Mm-hmm. Is his name Arthur? <laughs> Has my name been Arthur the whole time? Arthur Hastings, a man from 1923. He fo- he's a war hero, everybody. So give him some slack when he's about to tell this woman that she should give up her career, stop wearing so much makeup, and find a boyfriend. All right? That's what's going to happen. We're just going to go with it. So back into the situation. You absolutely do not get the first word in. She recovers first and goes... Well, last time I saw you, you were going to England. What happened? Well, last time I saw you, you were going to England. What happened? Ah, that is not quite true. I was going to be going to England. But as you recall, couldn't meet up with my sister. So therefore couldn't go to England. Hmm, that does sound familiar. Well, I've been called back here on a case, for I am a detective, you see. Oh my god, what? I'm a detective. Ah, uh, yes, 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 yes. Yeah, no, yeah, you told me that. I told you. I love the whole true crime thing. What? Like, oh. what is What is it? Look, I Tell me everything. Now, <clears throat> first, here's our first step. I, oh, it is, it's unbecoming of a young lady like you to be so interested oh, in murder. Oh, please, it's the modern day, sir. Oh, rumble, rumble. What, are you some kind of really old man? Oh, you got me. How dare you? Okay, well, I can give you some information. Do you know Mr... P.T. Renault? Oh my god, yeah, a murder just happened, didn't it? Mm-hmm. Oh my god, that was right here! Yep. Oh, this You're is... standing on his corpse right now. Oh my, what? Yep, right under your feet, there's a corpse. Okay, show me everything. She hooks her arm under your All right, tell me where it happened. Oh, I don't think I should show you around. Tell me where it happened. And besides, you can't hook under my arm, it's inappropriate. So are where is like... he now? Is like the body around where, is it still here? Uh, f- no, it's not, sorry. Like... But it was buried right over there. 
whoa, that's so cool. She goes and she takes a look at where you're pointing. And she comes back and says, Wait, so where is it? Why do you want to know where the body is? Because it's a body. It's in... Now I lay my, I lay my trap. For people who've been listening to Two Minute Mysteries, this is how you lay a trap. I say, it's in the shed. The shed. That's a really weird place to put a body. Now, but can we know you take that there me are, to it? Now, now, everybody, we know there are two sheds. So <laughs> if she goes to the shed with the body in it, it means she murdered him and knows where the body is. But if she goes to the other shed that's nearby, we'll know she's innocent. Come on, you must have the run of this place. Show me the shed. I don't know how to deal with this girl. Yeah, okay, sure, I'll show you the body. Thank but I gotta be you. hasty. He wouldn't show her the body. Oh, yes, he would. All right, I gotta she impress She bats this. her eyelashes the right way. Oh, fine. He, I forgot about charm and. <laughs> And whimsy. All right, I'll, I'll take her to see the body. All right, so you recall that this upper shed, it was locked. So you need to I get, get the, the key, key from, from Mr. Bricks. Mr. Sure. What's his name? Bex. Bex, yep. Inspector he Bex. He's more than happy to give you the key. He knows that you have indeed been given full permission to do whatever examinations you want to do. Lovely. So you go to the shed, and like the shed, you let her in. She goes, oh boy, oh boy, oh boy. Oh. Yeah, oh. crazy lady. It's a dead body, you freak. Oh my God. This yeah. is not. Why would you show me this? My God. You asked me to show oh. you the body. Oh, how did he die? Oh, vicious stabbing in the back, and I flip him over and show her the gaping wound. Oh, my God. With what? That's ridiculous. With a piece of wire forged into a knife by the heart of a dying star. The knife is still in here. It's off to the side. Oh, that table. thing. She looks at you and goes, oh, my God. Oh, God. That's really... Bloody? Knifey? Oh, my God. I think I'm going to be sick. And she basically collapses. Everybody Just, keeps fainting when they see bodies. I give her. Can you? I, give, I give her a hat. Water, I please. Must have water. A, oh my god! Give me some water. I'm not leaving her alone in here. I guess I have to leave her alone in here. I guess that's the dumb thing Hastings does. I don't trust Hastings. You're a fool, but I don't trust. Okay, I leave. She's an actress. I leave and I get her some bloody water. And when I come back, she's stolen something. I guess. I go and get some water. Great. You come back and she's like sitting outside the shed, like cradling herself, rocking back and forth. She takes the water and goes, Thank you. Don't show me don't don't show me that again. That, that was a bad idea. You had sure. a bad idea. Sure, that's my idea. Yeah. Cool, cool. Okay, now we're in Hastings mode. So what I want to do as me, Bill, is go back to the body and check for what is undoubtedly missing now that the, I left left her alone in there. But can I do that or are we going to lock in Hastings being Hastings and I'll have to try and investigate further later? The girl bats her eyelids Oh, and says, fine, I've been battered. Can you escort me back to town? Oh, fine, I'll escort her back to town. But I'm what? my my If my body is not, my brain is watching you. <laughs> I escort her back to town. And you manage to do that and that's the last you see of her. Okay, Bella Devine, famed actress and thief. Did you call her that at any point during the interaction? Can I? I say, Bella Devine, is it? She raises her eyebrows and goes, Ew, nice guess. Maybe I look like a Bella. I didn't give you my name and I'm not going to, but oh, sorry, you're, you're the, wrong. You're the sister of Bella Devine. Oops. Bye. Oh, wait, you're Madame de Broy. <laughs> Poirot! Poirot! So, yeah, interesting interlude of action that you would never take. No, I would not have trusted her the way Hastings does. But I'm a happily married man. The biggest point (laughs) being 
Yes. That only after you escort her back to town. Ah, do I then, can I then check the body? Do you then return the key Uh and lock the shed? Fair. Oh, so I also took it down to town. Someone could have stolen something after. Mm. Oh, that's interesting. So may not. So if I do find something missing, it's not necessarily her, but it could be somebody else who got into the shed while I was gone. Why wouldn't I lock it immediately? Come on, Hastings. Okay, I see now why you need to take a bit of narrative control because this is like an added mystery within the mystery. Yeah. And again, in no way is any of this stuff that you would do. No, I would be smart on this. Yeah, if it was up to me, this mystery wouldn't happen. You know what, can we start the next murder mystery where I just stop the murder from happening? <laughs> okay. But she didn't react well to Bella Devine. Like a, ooh, not quite right. Do I believe her? Did she, did she seem shocked by my... It seemed like she seem, seemed shocked. She perhaps... It could have given you the impression of she was shocked that you were trying to guess her name. That's fair. I could have asked her her name. Yeah. Can I ask her her name? Can I shout out before she leaves? Uh, she, as she is running away from you, she goes, mm, Cinderella. Oh, that's Cinderella. That's Cinderella Devine. What a loser. I don't like this girl. New murder mystery. I'm going to kill her. Uh, no. Uh, okay, so that was a fun little diversion. Mm, yeah, it's a funny one, isn't it? But what do I do now? I've got to find out. I've got to look for Jack, to be honest. Jack's around somewhere. Can I tell the porter to be like, if Jack leaves, tell me? Like, give him, like, a little bit of, like, a look, if you see Jack leaving town, can you immediately call us? All right, you head back to the porter. Yeah. So this is, I don't know, what, like an hour yeah, later or something. Like you tell this to the porter, and the porter goes, um... Did he already leave? Okay, no, that's the thing. Um, he arrived. Wait, what? It, Wait, he... hold on. Wait. Wait, what? I'm far away from my microphone. Hold on. Hold on. What's going on? He arrived well, again? I don't know what to tell you. Yeah, he just came in on a on a fresh train. But, but he arrived last night? Yeah. What? Okay, 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 okay. Incidentally, okay. I, I have no idea what time or day or anything we are on sure, anymore. Sure, I think we're in again. the early evening, but it's sunny, oh, the day after. It's sunny France, so I guess it stays bright oh until God. 10 or okay. something. So, so he arrived last night. And he's now just arrived again. So he's faking a second arrival? Or the first arrival I saw was a man him, who looked like Jack? He, he got off the train. I, de- I definitely saw him get off the train. Did he, like, arrive at night, kill his father, leave on by a car or horse to another train station so he could arrive again? I and, and be raise like, oh, my arrived. hands in lack of knowledge as the porter. What the hell is happening? Okay, thanks, porter. What the... What? How? I don't... I don't get it, Danny. Why would you give me a mystery that's full of nonsense? It means that Jack is around. Yeah, maybe he's more officially around now. Mm-hmm. Uh, can I head back up to Via Genevieve? Absolutely, you can. You head back to the house, and in the main sitting room, you see a few people, a few of the usuals, police, family members, whatever. But there is one new figure there, a tall, striking young man. He looks exactly like his father, but, you know, younger, taller. <laughs> Alive. Alive. Uh. Um, all right. I, I enter and I say, well, what's going on here? Who's this new person here? Oh, I see. You're part of the detective party, are you? Yes, yes. My name is Arthur Hastings. Okay. And you are Jack, I presume? That's right. I'm Jack. I'm so sorry to hear of your father. Yes. This seems 
very messy and very sad. I can see we have like eight police officers running around. Mm, true. Did but only have... one of them has a name. Did I hear we have three detectives? Uh, let me count. No, just me. Oh. Me and then two amateurs, uh, uh. Giro and Poirot. <laughs> oh, how do I get this guy? How do I figure this out? Okay. So you've just, you've just arrived? Yes, that's right. I just got off the train, walked straight up. Oh, and where, where, where were you coming from? I thought you were already in Buenos Aires. Uh, yeah, the boat got cancelled. It was supposed to leave last night, and then it didn't. And so this morning, when I was going to check the rescheduling for it, I saw a newspaper, and it said that my father was dead. Oh, yeah, maybe someone should have called you. Oh, well, we thought you were on a boat. It's your fault. Mm, great. Um, so I came straight back. Now, jumping out of the world for a second, mm -hmm. and you may not have the answer to this question. Yeah. Did that seem right? That the he would already been pronounced dead in the newspaper? I suppose the girl knew about it as well, didn't she? Or is that a bit of a, hmm, that timing doesn't work? He's a pretty famous figure. Yeah, okay. Okay, cool. Paper. But there, there is nothing in the story that suggests that this is confusing to anyone. Cool. It's just, you never know how, of course, like, of course. you know, how the timelines of things work and announcements and all that stuff. Mm -hmm. I just don't want to miss a clue based on my own lack of technical knowledge. Of course. How do I catch him on the fact that he was definitely here last night? If I asked him that, he'll just be like, no, I didn't. Mm. And that's it. I need to go find, like, friends of his in town or, or, or things like where maybe he could have stayed overnight. I don't know. Maybe that's my port of call. So what do I ask him? Uh, look, I, I, hate to, I hate to bring up morbid business, but we are still in the middle of investigation. That's fine. Can I ask you, did your, did your father have any enemies that you know of? Not to my knowledge. Furtive old man, though. What do you mean by furtive? He's been acting strange? No, just didn't. Well, maybe. I don't see him that often for the last little while. But uh, I just don't really know that much about him. Never really asked. Ah, I see, I see. He doesn't talk about himself. Uh, and now I, I have to ask, you've spent the last two weeks away? Yes, I've been working in Paris on father's orders. Yeah, of course. Because was there anything that uh, instigated that? What do you mean? Well, there are rumblings going around that um, that you and your father got into a uh, into a fight. Maybe, might have done. What well, what was that about? Does it really matter? So we're in the middle of an investigation into a murder. Every piece of information matters. <laughs> if you don't tell me, I'll charge you with accessory to murder for letting the murderer get away by not telling me about this fine, fight. Fine, fine. <laughs> got him. Uh, Got him! It was personal. I love... About a woman? Yes. Mm. I love Mademoiselle de Broy, and I want to marry her. Marta. Marta. Good. It is Marta. And I told my father that, and he flew into a rage. He was furious about it. And so I couldn't stand hearing her insulted, so I lost my temper as well. All right, so he wanted to marry Marta by his story, which I can understand if that is true, PT might be mad about it because, like, that's the daughter of the woman who's been blackmailing me. Oh, no, it's because it's his daughter, and he's like, you can't marry your half-sister because the, 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 it's an affair and it's blackmail. The blackmail is about an earlier affair, and Ma when I look at Marta, does she remind me of a mix between Madame Dubroy and <laughs> PT Renault? Really, no, she's like the only blonde person in this story. Damn. Could have been a secret daughter. Mm. 
And then that's why there's the blackmail. And then he's like, my son wants to marry his yeah, sister? It'd be pretty bad. I just got to get mad at him because I can't reveal the secret. That'd be a big thing. Yeah. I'm just saying. Now, I did mention that all the people were in the room. One of them, you notice, is Madame Renaud. Oh. And Does she react to this? Does it look like she's going like, oh, that wasn't the real reason? Or... I don't know. Can I watch her face as he tells his story? She looks extremely like this is not news to her. Okay, so she's, it seems like she's like, oh, yep, that was the fight. She was very aware of this being the problem. Okay, and okay. She says, yes, this was very much it. We were aware of this. And look, I have nothing against Marta in specifics. We just wanted you to marry an English woman. You can barely speak French. Or if you had to marry a French woman, maybe one whose lineage wasn't so ambiguous. Ah, uh, you don't know who her father is? There is that, and Madame de Broglie herself, she's a bit mysterious. We don't know her parents. I've got someone on that, don't worry, don't worry. I've got someone figuring <laughs> that stuff out. Oh. You just leave that to me, I'm looking into it. Oh, Oh. I'm doing a thorough background check. I have hired the world's greatest detective <laughs> just to do a background check. I don't know who he is, but the Pope's his driver. <laughs> um, so that's that's where I'm at. Good, I guess. Yeah, we'll figure out this lineage soon. Uh, Jack crosses his arms and looks challengingly. He says, eh. So I really have no idea where any of this has come from. As you can see, their reasons are garbage. True, true, true. And, um... Does he have a, here's a dumb question, which may not be, uh, may, I may not have the information on hand. Mm -hmm. Is he wearing a jacket? Yes, he does. Does it look purchased this morning because his last jacket was stolen by his father and the note from Bella was in the pocket of that jacket? <laughs> uh, no, it doesn't look anything <laughs> like that, but yes? it does look a little short. <gasps> He's, wait, no, wait, no, wait. It's short. Which, He's a pretty tall dude. But his his father was also wearing a jacket that was too short. No, oh, it's a little long. Oh, his father's coat was a little long. I've cracked it. His father's coat is too long, ankle length. His coat is too short. He is taller than his father. Follow, let me let me know if you're not keeping up with this brilliant piece of deduction. So he's wearing the coat of a shorter man a.k.a. his father. His father's wearing the coat of a longer man, <laughs> a.k.a. Jack. They have swapped jackets. Bella's note was to Jack. I have the confirmation, and so I accuse him, but in a cool, subtle way, and I say, and um, you say you were going to marry Marta. Mm -hmm. What did uh, Bella have to say about that? He pauses. I don't know who. who? Oh, Bella, your um, unhinged admirer who sent you that kind of... Uh, Angry love note threatening to kill you? Um, you know Bella. You know Bella. <laughs> Good luck with this one, Danny. Yeah. How do you react to this in the yeah. middle of a crowded room? You know Bella. Right. I, I feel like if we're going to get into interrogation-style questions, perhaps this is more a private thing. Yeah, yeah, come with me. Come mm. up to the, uh, the, the, the bedroom. You know the one that you came in through the, through the, through the uh, tree <laughs> last night when you, when you did the whole thing? Yeah, yeah, yeah come up there. Right. If you must know, Bella was an old flame. Who was mad that you were marrying Well, Martha. I don't think she knew. 
Hey, can you just cut your own strings and become a corpse for a second? <laughs> just quickly, just cut your strings and fall apart so I can talk to Danny. Mm. I have a theory. Mm -hmm. The... Oh, no, I don't know. Okay, start to... Get ready to reattach those strings. Start, start oiling the strings again. <laughs> okay. I suddenly thought, jackets... No, like, I was going to say, maybe Bella thought, was like, now I'm going to kill you for marrying Marta, and saw the father wearing his jacket and went, that's him, and tried to kill Jack. But that seems a little bit far-fetched, because it's like there's a height difference and who would recognise a jacket. But if she does recognise the jacket, maybe she'd be like, ha-ha, come up behind him and stabbed him, and then be like, oh, it's the wrong guy, and ran away. And then realised he was wearing the wrong jacket, so then came back just then to trick me so that she could steal the note from his pocket or take the knife or something to hide evidence that incriminated her. That could be what's going on. Um, can I ask him, mm -hmm. this old flame, Bella, oh, so quickly, just string him up again. Okay. Yes. This old flame, Bella, mm -hmm. she doesn't happen to have a sister that she does vaudeville acts with. Look, I mean, I don't know what she's doing with her life I'm now. never going to find out. I, I haven't seen her in some time. Deliberately, I was avoiding her. That's fair. That's fair. And so the fight with your father it doesn't have, didn't have anything to do with Bella? No, of course not. It was about Marta. He didn't want me to marry her. It was ridiculous. Well, that's because she's your half-sister. Um, <laughs> just thought I'd throw that out there just in case. That's probably why. Maybe don't marry her. Good God. Uh, I don't know if you can do Look, paternity tests in 1923, but if so, maybe figure that stuff out. Look, I will tell you, yes, I left the house very quickly in a bit of a huff. Obviously, I went to go talk to Marta about all of this. And she told me, just give him time, he'll cool down, he'll see that we're serious. And as it turned out, yes, that seemed to immediately happen that he forgave me or just got over it because he sent me off to Paris and we still, we sent regular missives to each other. He was very oh, cordial. Can I see those regular missives? Well, no, I didn't keep those, but they were just normal, cordial chat. You were having with your father cordially. Yeah, so I assumed that it was all getting better. I'm writing cordial missives with Patriarch. And then, what about last night, or, or yesterday, or the day, whichever day before, perhaps, oh, when yes. he said he told you to go to Buenos Aires? What was happening there? Yes, it was very curious. He just told me by telegram, go straight to Buenos Aires, and from there... By the Andes, Valparaiso, onto Santiago. That, that I've got. I've still got that telegram. Oh, oh, can I see the telegram? Yes, absolutely. And it says, oh, pretty much. It says, proceed immediately. Cherbourg, embark Anzora, sailing tonight, Buenos Aires. Anzora seems to be the name of the ship. Sure. Ultimate destination, Santiago. Further instructions will await you, Buenos Aires. Do not fail. Matter is of utmost importance, Renault. Oh, this is so something. Ah! That's so... Because it's a telegram. It's so unspecific. The Renault in question could be him. It could have been a telegram he wrote to someone else. It could be something written by anybody to him pretending to be his father. Were you still in the main room, Mrs. Renault would confirm. No, no, my husband wrote that. Oh, okay, good. Okay, good. Good. So it was, it was a set of instructions. It was go to... Buenos Aires by this boat. So then, you can get your way to Santiago. So you can end up in Santiago. Again, I'm in two-minute mysteries mode, so I want to be looking, for, which is our Patreon uh, show for anybody listening who's not on the Patreon, which is perfectly fine. Um, 
but it's it's full of lots of like little gotcha moments and and lateral thinking things. So I'm sitting there being like, wait, he misspelled Santiago, and therefore <laughs> it wasn't written. But but I got to get out of that head that mindset. Go to Buenos. Well, maybe I need to stay in that mindset. That'll be the problem. Go to Buenos Aires, then Santiago. Oh my God. Okay. What do I do? What do I? You know when you've got a person in front of you and they have all the answers that you need, but you don't know how to get them. That's where I'm at right now. <laughs> so what? Do, wait. Okay. Let me just quickly recap. Jack. He arrived twice. I I haven't confronted him on that yet because I don't think it'll get me anywhere. Um. The boat was cancelled, which is funny. He saw the death in the paper. He arrived. He didn't have his father didn't have any enemies, but he was secretive. The fight was over marrying Marta, which is true, at least backed up by Mrs. Renault. Maybe they're in cahoots, but it's at least backed up by Mrs. Renault. He says Bella is an old flame. He had cordial missives with his father. And then he got a telegram that was curt, weird. I mean, telegrams telegram. have to be. You pay by the letter. Oh, okay. Is there anything else I need to ask Jack to get a better picture? Um, have you consider it. You hear a ding dong of the front door bell, so Ooh, you better just wrap, better wrap anything up. up here. Um, okay, I'll, I'll, I'll confront him about it and I will say, Jack, you say you arrived this morning by train. Where were you staying last night? I was still in Cherbourg, where the boat was supposed to depart. And you don't have an identical twin? I'm sorry? Well, you arrived by train last night at 11.40. No, I didn't. Jack, you can't lie to me. Right, fine. I, I was going to be going off to South America. I decided to sneak back and say goodbye to Marta. Is that really such a crime? Well, no, no. at all. I didn't want to say anything because it looked bad, but... That was it. Well, denying it and hiding it looks bad as well, Jack. You didn't climb into this bedroom right here? Maybe via that tree? And I look at the tree. No. Hmm. Look, I know I'm the uh, best physical specimen that this house has to offer. Have you seen Gabriel? (laughs) You freak. All right. Well, at least I've got his explanation. I can pry that apart later. <laughs> I gotta go get see who's who's arrived at the door. Don't leave town. All right, you head back down, and you see that it was very politely Detective Gerard. Oh, Gerard's the back, bell, and he's come back. He claps his hand three times, echoing throughout the house, getting everyone's attention. Oh, is he gonna do his own denouement? And he says, "Might I gather all of the oh. officials oh. here?" No family members, you stay back for now. Everybody was on the police team and uh, you Englishman too. I'm the police team. Get out of here. There has been another murder. What? There's been another murder? With the same weapon. What? Hastings, don't leave the shed unlocked. Solve This Murder is created by Bill Sunderland and Danny Siller as part of the Consume This Media Network. To find out more about all of our shows, you can head to consumethismedia.com. A special thank you to Jared, Devon and Witt from the podcast Advanced Sagebrush and Shootouts for creating our theme music. And thanks to all of you for listening.